you want to be encouraged with online ministry, this episode is the episode you need to listen to today. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey, heroes, my name is Tom Pound, and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is a podcast where I bring on ministry leaders, and we talk about how you can do digital and online ministry more effectively in today's world. Actually, you can do any ministry more effectively in today's world because of digital and online tools. And to help illustrate that, I got my friend Brooks Talbot on. Brooks is a guy, he's an online campus pastor at Compass Church in Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's a massive area. I thought D.C., where I live, is a massive area. Dallas-Fort Worth is even bigger than that. And as he shares in the interview, it's going to get even bigger. But they're doing online ministry, and he's been doing it for over a year and a half now. And what they've been doing, actually they've been doing it since longer than he has been around, but... What they're doing is awesome, and I was really encouraged talking to him. So today we hear about his story, what they're doing, and the future of online ministry. We hit a little bit about Apple Vision Pro and what that looks like. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation, but before we do, I want to highlight the Church Digital. At the church.digital, the website, we've got tons of blogs, podcasts, we've got cohorts, we got coaches, we've got tons of resources for you in your online ministry. No matter what it is, whether it's metaverse, digital, online only, or digital, we've got great resources for you. So if you've never checked out the Church Digital, go to it today. It's the church.digital on the webpage. Check it out right now. All right, so let's get into the interview with Brooks Talbot right now. Brooks, how are you? I'm doing great, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I know you just said that you're in the DFW and I'm a Dallas Cowboy. Hey, look at that. So the audio go. people can't see it, but the, the video people can. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, how close are you guys to Texas or the Dallas Stadium, AT&T? Well, we're, you know, probably about 25 minutes. I mean, where we are located right here, we're about 20 minutes to Fort Worth, anywhere to 25, 30 minutes to, to downtown Dallas. Uh, and so that's also very traffic dependent. So, uh, you know, you can get, we have a great, uh, transportation network here. So there's a train that can take you to either direction. Uh, you can get to downtown Fort Worth in you know, 20 minutes as well on a train to get straight downtown and they've got stations all over. So, um, you can drive and hopefully there's not an accident or you could take a train, you know, get there as well. But yeah, man, there's, a lot of cowboy cowboy fanatics here. Wait, so. are, are you originally from Dallas or are you not from? No, no, I'm actually an Ohio boy. Oh, uh, wait. By way of Kentucky, got deep, deep Kentucky roots. I mean, generations. And, uh, but I was raised, I was born and raised in Ohio, but lots of family in Kentucky still yeah. uh, and, and in Washington state. And so, uh, so I grew up like I, I was never into college or I was never into professional sports. I was always into college sports because of Ohio state. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, we breed there. I can't talk to you. We, ble we bleed scarlet and gray Yeah, as everything. We bleed oh. that stuff, man. And so, uh, but my wife's Purdue, oh, like her yeah. whole family's West Lafayette. So there's, there's kind of like a, you know, rivalry in our house between those yeah. two uh, teams. So, but no raised, raised in Ohio, most of my life. That's cool. I might have to stop the podcast. I'm sorry because I'm a Penn State guy. 
<laughs> my my family, my parents were both Pennsylvanians, and I although I live in Virginia, yeah. So it, we we were taught very young. It's Steelers Penn State, Penn State, Penn State, Penn State. Yeah, yeah so, man. I mean, yeah. So Big Ten does good. I have family in Zelenopolis. You know where Zelenopolis is, by chance, or Harmony? Oh. Ah. Okay. Well, I got family there. Okay. And they're Penn State and Steelers and everything. So yeah. lots of rivalries all around in that in that neck of the woods, you know. That, that's good. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we could talk about sports forever, I know. but I don't have I anyone know. to talk about sports. Uh, I want to talk about good. online ministry. And yeah. so talk to me about um what what you do, what your job is at your church, and talk to me about how that you guys got started with online ministry. Yeah. So uh I've been with Compass for five years. That's where we're at right now is, is Compass Church. Um, we've been in online since I think 2015. Okay, so you were early. You were early. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were early, and primarily because the vision and direction of our elders, you know, and our lead pastor and the chairman of our elders, his name is Doug, and he's just an incredible visionary. And back in I think 2014, 2015, he was like, "Yeah, this is kind of an interesting." you know, uh, field that we need to look into, you know, uh, and he saw other churches kind of doing this online thing. And, and most people kind of like rolled their eyes, I think, and we're like, okay, like, uh, maybe is this a gimmicky thing? Like, what is this? And eventually they all got bought into it. And we, we took out a, an old like bookstore that was in the lobby and made that brought a table in and, and a, and an iPad that had like a switcher on it. And then we had a slide loop. And so, you know, you'd show the slide loop and then once the worship started, you'd turn up the little, you know, the little, uh, you know, slide on the, on the iPad and you would transition you into the actual live worship experience. And we had like the little church online platform too, and Facebook. And so, you know, there were, there were, um, there was a way to chat with people. Of course, there was not a lot of people doing that, but When I got here in 2017, uh, we had that, that was still there. My friend Kayla was still overseeing that since 2015 or 16, I think. And uh, I was just helping out. So I was helping chat. We had a couple chat hosts. Well, then Kayla went on to become a lead pastor out in New England. And my friend Chris kind of, you know, pushed it to the next level uh, beyond that. So in, in 2018, he became kind of like the online pastor and he had got a DSLR, set that up, and then he asked me to, to co-host with him a lot. So I'd be sitting there co-hosting. I was community groups pastor when I first got here, but on the weekends, if I wasn't meeting with a leader, I'd just hang out with Chris in, in the online room because I was super interested in it from my background. And we, we would do that. And, and uh, eventually, uh, when, when COVID hit, that really like propelled us, it just shot us forward. Uh, we had a, a foundation. We had systems and processes already in place. So when that happened, it was just an easy kind of transition into this, into this new kind of world. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like an all hands on deck moment. We had everything set and ready to go. And not too, not too long after uh, COVID, Chris uh, was chosen to become an owner operator of a Chick-fil-A North Dallas. And so, yeah, so he's, he's doing that. And he, he passed the baton to me, just said, Hey, is this something you want to do? And I said, yeah, for sure. And, I was overseeing a, a 10-week discipleship experience called Rooted and community groups for all campuses at the time. And so, uh, but it felt right, you know? And so when I took over and it's been a year and a half now, um, 
you know, it was, uh, there was still a lot of opportunity for growth and things that we wanted to see happen. And of course, the question for everybody was, what is, what's really going to happen online? Like, is it going to stay around? Yeah. Like, are people going to go back in person? Are they not? There's just so many questions. And so part of what I really wanted to do was create an experience for people that they could connect, that they could take a next step, that they could, they, they felt like they were a part of what was happening. And um, through COVID, we, we decided that this was going to be a campus experience. Okay. And I wanted to make this as physical of a campus as a non-physical campus could actually be. So whatever our physical guys were doing, like at their campuses, like I wanted to do the same thing for, for online um, and make it as personal uh, and authentic as possible. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so how, how do you operate within that campus thing? Like, especially like, do you align yourself more closely with maybe the main campus or how, how does that work? Yeah. You know, it's, so there's, it's kind of interesting. We're connected to our, what you would call broadcast campus or main campus, right? Like that term is used interchangeably, but we're, we're connected. So this room, this studio I'm in right now is our online campus. And it is our, I'm in our studio on the other side, we got a control room that's connected to our Colleyville campus control room. Right. Uh, we have a little, like we call it the Hobbit door. It's a tiny little door you like squeeze through and, you know, you see what's going on in the room in Colleyville but then we have our own control room here. Um, so, but we do a really good job at kind of like creating that barrier between Colleyville and online. So we always use, you know, uh, words like online campus. We're always saying that we're, we have our own uh, microsites. You know, we have our, our microsites for the online campus. We have community groups for the online campus. We have, we're always using that that way of speaking about what we are to differentiate us from this physical experience. Now, now the reality is that it, our culture that we built here, and, and I'm very intentional about this, is that it is a both and experience, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think when you are trying to figure out online ministry, like you have to decide what kind of culture you want to build, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's, you have to, you have to decide what you're going to be and you got to be it. So whether you're like a, an introductory model, right? Like you're just a front door. That's, that's all you're going to be, right? Your objective is just to create just kind of like online environment that invites people to see what your experience is like, like kind of like try before you buy, mm -hmm. you know, or there's like the supplementation model, right? Your objective really is to just create an online environment that allows for ongoing connection when people are, people are unable to attend physically. Yeah. There's the integration model right? Which is where you want to create a, an environment that people easily kind of move back and forth from physical to online where they can engage and they can take a next step seamlessly. And then there's like that destination model where it's designed for people to attend exclusively, you know, offering clear growth and next steps, but not requiring physical attendance. And I would say that we're, I've been very intentional about creating, you know, that, that integration model. It's a very both and experience. So my, my goal is to get people in person, but I know I will still have people that won't do that, but yeah. giving them every opportunity to come here in person uh, and to get them back in person, but also still pastoring them online for when they're not here. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to keep people online. I'm trying to say, hey, we have an event coming up that we would love for you to be a part of. Why don't you swing by the online studio, say hi, it's a marriage event. Um, and if you come here in person, that's awesome. And if not, that's awesome too. 
Um, if you want to be part of a, you know, come to Discover Compass or to Starting Point. If you want to do Starting Point, uh, you can come to that in person, you know, but still be part of our online campus community. But you yeah. get to meet people in the process. I'm not trying to keep people exclusively online. I want people to be both and both and uh, in that integration model. Yeah, that I, that's how I view it too as well. It's a it's a both and for me because um, I feel like there are people who are going to really need to connect online. But again, it's great to see them in person. I, I, I see so much joy when I get to meet an online person in person. <laughs> like yeah. when they come into the physical campus and I celebrate that. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, but I also know that people want to stay online and experience church online. And I'm good with that too, because we all experience it differently. And so I, I like the both and we promote in-person yeah. stuff on our online campus and, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, and you just don't realize like where people are coming from. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the most important thing that you can do is kind of have a, a visual on the other side of that camera of who is watching. Yeah. right now. Yep. And I could, I could go on forever about some of this stuff, but you know, the people that watch our experience that are part of our campus, they're people with, you know, illness, they're yep. dealing with cancer and can't make it into a church building. Yep. They're people that have serious church abuse. They're people that live way out in the country that don't have a church that either shares their values or the, you know, um, or they just don't have a church that they can align with. Got lots of that. Um, you have people that just have moved to DFW and are looking for a church. And it's kind of, it is kind of the front door to our church, the online campuses. So, um, and they're like, try, you know, kind of like is with the both and experience, like, Hey, let's check this out before we actually go in. So you have, you have to kind of, I have to always kind of visually go, okay, who's watching and why are they watching? Because, if I just, if I don't think about that and I'm just staring at this camera, talking to the camera, like I'm not, I'm not being pastoral. And that is at my heart why I do what I do. And it's because, and that's why we go live every single service. Uh, we do a, we do a 10 minute pre-service experience. Then we come back for generosity and announcements. Then we come back for post-show during the entire uh, uh, service. And so gives me an opportunity to be pastoral and authentic and share what God's put on my heart and to speak to them and to respond to them in the chat. Um, and that has created for many people, very authentic experience. No, I, I think that's really important. You said a few different things and I want to hit on a few of them real quick is that I think when we, when we, when we try to force people to come into the building, we're making a big mistake. They're online for a reason and we need to celebrate that they're experiencing church and they're experiencing worship together yeah. in a community because we we enable that. And, and the second thing that you mentioned about is your ministry heart. Yeah. And I think of all the online ministers, I think we make it a mistake to think that the online ministers are not, not real ministers. Like I went to school for ministry. Like I didn't go to school for technology. Right. I just right. know how to use tech for ministry purposes. Yeah. So at the heart of my stuff is ministry. I want to disciple people and I can yeah. do that online. I want to reach out to them and pray for them and I can do that online. And yeah. so I, I love to hear your heart on this about how you you just want to minister to people and you want to love and care about them. Care yeah. for them. I had always felt called to be uh, a, a preacher. Like at a young age, I knew I was like, I, I think this, will, I, and I have no pastors in my family, which 
sounds like it's kind of an anomaly anymore. Like when I talk to people about why they got into the church, they have like a family member, like a dad or grandpa or something. I had none of that. Like it was all big business and military. That was my family. So when I had this calling young in my life, it was just kind of weird. Yeah. And I would see my lead pastor at the church I grew up in, Jeff Stone, if anybody knows who he is, he's in Indiana. He's fantastic and just an incredibly wise leader. Uh, but I would watch him growing up like, that's what I need to do. I want to do that, which is just weird for a kid to think, but I did for some reason. But like, you know, I went to school for, for Bible uh, at Cincinnati Christian University, but ended up not doing that. You know, I, I did an internship after college for a year at Southeast. I did internships all throughout college, last one for a year at Southeast, and then um, met my met my wife in college, and then uh, she was at Ohio State at the time getting her doctorate and knew that, you know, we were going to get married and in the throes of 2008, churches weren't hiring. So it was kind of like, what am I going to do? But ended up in the, you know, working in the retail space, uh, you know, before we were married and then ended up working my way in, into the corporate space uh, and partnering with retail and corporate kind of in both worlds for the next eight years. And there were lots of moments for me where I, I had to put into practice being pastoral with people and um, kind of being a, a missionary in that field. And so when I came to Compass, I was able to do that uh, in an in incredible way. But then when I come to online, it was like, well, now, and I'm a huge extrovert. Like I am not, I'm not an, an introverted, stay behind the scenes person. Like I'm in the crowd, I'm talking with people. I love that. And, you know, to now be online where I don't have that, it's just different, but I have to remember, like, so I have to be very intentional about, you know, if this person were here right now with me in this moment, what would I say to them? What do they need to hear? What does somebody that, that I do know, like a woman I baptized up in Missouri about six months ago, you know, who watches online every week, I flew up there and baptized her and got to hear her story. She had a, whole history of church abuse, mm -hmm. physical, mental, emotional, like everything, and would not step back into the church. Uh, and so she found us online, had been watching faithfully every weekend and filled out a decision card. You know, I have to remember people like that yeah. uh, and realize, man, this is, this is really effective. This is effective ministry and it, and people feel the Holy Spirit speaking to them and and ministering to them even through a screen which to me still sounds very strange but it's consistently time and again i hear man i feel the holy spirit like when i listen you know to the pre-service experience i hear pastor drew talk on stage like god is doing something in my life yeah no dude it's 100 true there there are countless stories about this about people who watch it online and have been changed and so let's get into some of that. But before we do that real quick, I do want to say, this is interesting. You went to Cincinnati yeah. and um, then you were at Southeast. My, our senior pastor, the founder of our church, he went to Cincinnati and he was a, his first kind of internship out of that was at Southeast. So that's really, <laughs> it's fascinating. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted, really wanted you to come on and talk about was about baptism because yeah. You had talked to us, I think it was about a few weeks ago on the, the Church Digital uh, Facebook group uh, page that yeah. you had baptized, I think it was two people over one weekend? Yeah, yeah. we ended up doing five. Oh my um, God. So we, we've done 27 baptisms in 24 months. 
with just people from our online campus. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Okay. So what does that look like for you guys? How do you orchestrate that? I, you just said that you flew out to Missouri to baptize somebody. Yeah. Okay. I'm crazy. I do anything. Like I'm nuts. Dude, I, awesome. I, I do whatever it takes. I've had, I'll wait. And so, uh, you know, we've got, I don't quote, nobody quote me on this. Okay. I've heard this over and over again through conversation of i guess we've got like eight million people in the dfw metroplex or something i've never looked this up this is what people say okay and it's supposed to be like 12 million in like five to ten years like it's just everybody's moving here so we have a lot of people from dfw watching but we have a lot of people as well in different states and we have people in different countries watching but anytime i i give the opportunity to get baptized i'm here late waiting for people to see if people will show up and it's happened where I've had people just decide, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm up in like Irving. It's an hour away. Can we drive to you? And Ben, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get, let's get you baptized, you know? So we'll yeah. wait after service. I've had, I've baptized people from other States, whether I fly to them or they we fly them down here, baptized a lady from you know, Rhode Island as an example, you know, she flew down here. She had some friends and family that happened to live here too. So it was like, well, I'll just do both. And yeah. so stayed with her. Uh, friends and family. And then we baptized her with all of them here. So, you know, we do anything to get people baptized. And I make that very clear with them when I'm, when I'm streaming, I'm like, listen, we'll do whatever it takes to get you here. We'll wait for you. We'll fly to you. We'll fly you here. Or if I can't make it there, we'll find a partner church to baptize you. Okay. See, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you ever partnered with another church to have someone from, so you have done that? Yeah, except so the difference was I didn't have them. I baptized them. So like uh, Shantice, again, from Missouri, like there was a, a church, they're incredible forum Christian church in Missouri. And uh, so we, so I had to, um, I, I contacted actually Ozark first and I said, hey, listen, I got this lady in Missouri. Do we have any partner churches, uh, you know, in Missouri uh, that would be able to help us out? And they got me connected to a guy. And we talked and we were able to set all of that up. But um, we've had situations, even from our other campuses, where, you know, we've had other people get baptized and none of us were there for it. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, all right. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, when COVID initially hit, everybody mm -hmm. went all in on digital and, and online and you saw a spike of attendance. Uh, one is did you ever shut down your live services, like your in-person services? And then two, where are you seeing your trends now for online? Are they slipping a little bit? Are they, have they plateaued or are you increasing? Okay. So we, we close our doors at our physical, at the call all of our campuses for, I, I feel like it was like seven or eight months. That's, that's the only amount of time we closed our doors before we started like introducing people. We did a couple of messages where we were like, let's do another big in gathering with people. Right. Um, in that time, which we did. And in that time, you know, we stayed streaming, we stayed live the entire time. And even in that time period, we did what was called uh, compass daily and compass daily was uh, every day was worship. And then we had somebody giving a, a devotional. It was one of our pastors or, or an elder or, you know, a longtime volunteer or something like that. And so we, were, we did that 
every day for like, I think over a year, we did compass daily. People still talk about it. And um, that had major impact because one, we knew that, you know, um, people wanted to stay connected, mm-hmm. you know, and they did. Our, our church would show up on Facebook and on our church online platform and YouTube and watch every day, this thing before work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we had closed our doors and, and had done all that, but as far as trends go, uh, no, we're seeing more people show up. Like it's, it's going up. That's great. And that's why I keep telling other, you know, people is, uh, if you're consistent, if you're authentic, if you, we have, we have this, I think this thing right now, and I was actually talking with Jay Cranda about this not too long ago. We were, uh, in San Diego for a conference and Jay was talking about how, you know, a lot of these, you know, um, bigger churches, you know, crossroads and Southeast. And even, you know, Jay was looking at it for Saddleback, I guess, but like, you know, they want to go this pre-recorded, you know, route and it's wonderful. Like, I think if you, if you get to a point, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but that's just not me, you know, to, to polish and to create, you know, this, um, kind of pre-recorded experience that looks really nice and has nice cut-ins. Like for me personally, and I think for our people, it's, it's the authenticity of the moment. It's when I slip up my words, it's, you know, I can respond in real time to people that are chatting, you know, and just say, Hey, you know, uh, uh, Sherry in California, I love what you said here. Yeah. I love, you know, that you like iced tea. I don't like iced tea and I live in Texas. Ha ha ha. You know, it's, you know, it's stuff like that, that people find really endearing and they feel like that they're a part of something. Yeah. They're part of a community and they start showing up more and more because they know I'm going to say hi to them. And then we have Pastor Drew on stage say hi to him as well. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of collaboration and cohesiveness about that the online is an actual campus here, not just from me, but from our lead guy saying hi to them and welcoming them from stage. I, I know a number of online ministers as well that do the pre-recorded. And one, I think that's a lot of extra work, you know, to to do. Um, but, uh, it's like what you just said, it's not me either. Like when I'm on stage, I, I don't like to have things scripted because then I'm not natural and I'm not me. It's when you're natural and you, and you do mess up and you do slip up or you say something stupid and everyone laughs and it's, it's authentic. And I think people want authenticity. Yeah. And I think, and not not that it's wrong to pre-record, like, You know, I think that, you know, the guys at Crossroads and Southeast and Saddleback and like they're doing what they feel the Holy Spirit is leading them to. And and that's probably the right thing to do, you know, for their context and their situation. Absolutely. But I think for us, you know, we're we're about 8000. And so we're kind of in that range where it's like it's manageable uh, and we don't we don't need. We haven't felt it necessary to move forward in that at all. And I, and I don't know if I ever would, I just love being with my people yeah. and the, the, the flock that I get to, to, sh- you know, shepherd and, and connect with throughout the week. And that's the other thing, like, you know, it's not just a weekend thing. Like we are all week. My, one of my favorite things to do is to reach out to people throughout the week. That's part of our online community. I text them, I'm calling them. So I'm, I'm their pastor. Yeah. And that makes a big, so you want to talk about baptisms, like you know, a big part of it is work. 
It's connecting with people that are part of your online community and being intentional, having lunches with them over Zoom or if they're local to DFW, getting together with them, building relationships. It's it's all of that. That it's it's not normally just chance, like someone just filling something out and showing up. It's because of the relationship that I've developed with them, or it is that um, they've watched for so long and have I've talked to them through our camera, right? And maybe they've never even maybe they've never even put in a, a, a username. I just baptized uh, a family last weekend that's been watching for over a year. And uh, the reason why they came back to church, but then to attend physically was because six years ago, they lost their son. Mm-hmm. And uh, the church was just, they'd, they'd walked away from God. They were not, they didn't want any part of that. So they started, they just looked for churches online and they found us and they'd been watching every single week and she just said every time he came on i felt like you were you were my pastor like you were there in the moment with me encouraging me you know uh and now she's in our chat we baptized her now she's she showed up in our chat so you know and is getting involved in in a community group here so it's it's really cool to see how god is moving through through our online campus dang it's this is so encouraging to hear and to see what you guys are doing. I'm like encouraged. I'm like, man, I can't wait to, to dig in more into this. But I, I agree with you 100% that digital and online, it enables us to minister Monday through Saturday. We're, we're not just a Sunday only thing. We're Monday right. through Saturday. And we're yeah. it's every day. Text groups, online Bible studies, Zoom. You've yep. mentioned it. I mean, every single day, we have an opportunity to minister and, and impact lives. Yeah. And the, you know, there are churches that I've met that are pastors of churches that I've met through different conferences and stuff that I've attended where we've talked about it. When they find out I'm an online campus pastor, they kind of like, uh, and, uh, you know, they're like, well, we're trying to figure the online thing out. We don't really understand angles. It's, it's, I've heard two pastors say that recently. We don't understand how to do frame and angles. And I'm like, that's what's stopping you. But like, you know, uh, just it's, the return on investment is amazing. I mean, when you think about an online ministry, um, but the impact that it can have for your community is huge. Um, I baptized a girl named Grace uh, not too long ago, probably four or five months ago. Grace, she's 15, and uh, her whole family's Catholic, Roman Catholic family. That's all they've ever known. Well, she wasn't ever connecting with that. She couldn't connect. She wanted a deeper relationship with God. And these are her words, right? She's like, I just wanted a deeper relationship with God. The Catholic church was not providing for me. So she looked up just churches online and she found Compass and she'd been watching every single week. And she, this is one of the ones where I didn't know her beforehand. She filled out an online decision card. I'd never heard of her before. I reached out to her and I was like, what, Grace, what, hi, who are you? You know, (laughs) who are you? And she told me her story and she had experienced a lot of life in the last couple of years, uh, a loss of life in her, you know, grandparents and, you know, family and that sort of thing. And then she recently lost a dog. Like it was just very emotional for her. Uh, And she was just looking for a way to, to connect deeper with God. And so her watching online was helping that. And I found out she lived in North Fort Worth and she lived like just miles from our North Fort Worth campus. Oh, wow. So I had our North Fort Worth campus pastor, Nate Grella, and his wife, Amanda, who also works there. They met us there. They met the whole, the whole family shows up. And so Nate got to pray with the family, got to meet the family, got to meet Grace and her sisters. I went up there, I baptized her at our North Fort Worth campus. 
And um, it was very impactful for them. Uh, Grace still, she now attends in person and she's attending our North Fort Worth campus. And that's kind of what I mean. Like when I say that online is a both and experience, like it goes beyond just like, you know, streaming. Yeah. It's like you can have impact. If you're a multi-campus context, man, you can have serious impact when you take your online ministry seriously. When you take your online campus seriously, you can see that impact happen. And now we're, and I've done that in all of our campuses that's happened where they've watched our online experience and now they're going to the other campuses because we've been able to connect them there and get them plugged into community. That's what Jeffrey would say again, that digital, you know, yeah. digital, the in-person, the digital, it's, it's, it's amazing. I love it, man. This is so encouraging. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this. We're talking about the present now. Let's talk about the future. Okay, so we're we're talking just days after Apple released or announced their new Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, you have some connections with Apple um, and yeah. all that. So talk to me about that. What you think about that headset, <laughs> okay. but also what you think about the future of online ministry? Yeah, so I I worked at Apple for uh, about just about eight years, and uh, it was an incredible opportunity. I got to. I started off, like I said, in retail, then kind of then partnered with corporate. And before I came to Compass, they gave me a fork in the road in 2016. And they said either part of part of my experience with Apple was I was traveling a lot and I was opening stores, training teams all over the country. And so when they gave me a fork in the road in 2016, my wife and I were living in Washington state because I wanted to live in the mountains and I could kind of live wherever I wanted. And it was great. And we, um, they said, you know, either you're going to come to corporate and live in Cupertino or, you know, thereabouts, or you're going to go to China and do what you're doing in China. Okay. And so we're going to move your family there and that's what you're going to do. And I, I was very excited about the, the international opportunity because that's something that just sounded really fascinating to me. Yeah. And, uh, and just, just what an, what an opportunity. And around that same time, I had felt the Lord call me back to vocational ministry and I didn't know what to do with it. And then Apple came to me and my leaders came to me and said, this is what we kind of have planned for you and your, your pathway. And so, because I only had a handful of stores in China and they were, as they were putting, losing culture, right? I mean, it's just really hard to keep culture. So uh, we prayed about it. We thought about it. My wife's sister had lived in China for ultimately about 14 years. She lived in Shanghai and we talked to her and she kind of talked us out of it because a number of reasons. And my wife was pregnant or, and we were just about to have our second. It was just a crazy time. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of out of the question. We were like, we're, we're not going to China. Like it'll just be too crazy. So maybe we'll go to Cupertino. I had no interest in Cupertino on top of the fact that like uh, I had felt this call back to ministry and that kept like getting in the way. So as we continued to pray about it, I woke up one morning and heard this. It wasn't very audible, but it was this voice. It was just like, call Luke, call Luke, call Luke. And, and Luke was one of my best friends from college who interned with me at Southeast. And he has deep ties to, you know, um, a lot of the churches in Kentucky. His dad was a pastor. And, um, but I had lost a lot of the connections. So called Luke and I just told him my situation and he happened to be down at Compass. And that's how I, that's how I got connected here. Wow. But when I told my leadership I was leaving Apple, they thought I was nuts. You know, they were like, what do you mean you're going to go work in the, are you crazy? And luckily I had some Christian colleagues that were like, man, that's awesome what God is doing in your life. Like, yeah. God bless you. But 
a lot of it was like, are you sure that's what you want to do? <laughs> this is, and I'm very thankful for it. Now, um, part, part of what I think when we talk about Apple and we talk about, you know, digital ministry, when I got to online and, you know, I, I bought a quest headset, you know, and I got excited about the digital church thing. And I had, I was an alt space VR in those places, just checking it out. And I felt like such a nerd. I'll be honest. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Is this really what I'm doing right now? But it was fun. Like I actually built community with people there. I had a friend from Ireland and from like, you know, New York and like all these places I'd meet up with them. It was incredible. And then like Life Church had like a campus there. It was really neat. Uh, and I, I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're going to do. We're going to do, maybe this is the future of things. But the thing with Apple is that Apple is, they are, they are all about the here and now and what you're doing presently. And they've always been that way. Um, and how it affects your life and your day to day in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, when, when the goggles were announced, <laughs> the goggles. The, when, when Vision Pro was announced, you know, a few days ago, I, I always, every announcement I get with my friends who work at corporate, you know, and, and some of them are on the Vision Pro team. Some of them work um, on the cameras and that sort of thing. But, but the ones I was with, they, they, one in particular was on the Vision Pro team and had been with them really since, you know, he'd been with them for a long time. And he said that when the metaverse went down, like when that all got cut out, Altspace and, you know, Microsoft, all that stuff happened. He told me that their leadership got everybody into a room and they said, this is why Apple will never do this. He goes, because Apple is not about taking people away from what they're experiencing. It's about putting them into the moment mm. of what they're experiencing in that time and place. So what I think is going to happen is, and I don't think, I don't think that, you know, alt space, like the VR thing, I don't think that's going anywhere. I think that's here to stay. I think that building digital churches is cool. And I think that's great. I don't think it's, people will say it's gimmicky. I don't think it's gimmicky. I think it's really smart. I think it's a great missional opportunity for the church. Jesus tells us to go into all the world, right? And, and spread the gospel to all nations. Uh, and I, I consider the metaverse that place. I think that what Apple's interested in is is different than that. And I think that where I'm interested in more so is augmented reality. Mm -hmm. And I think that getting people, like enhancing the experience people have already, because what we're doing is working. Like this online stream is working. We're seeing baptisms. People are taking next steps. I think that if we can enhance that experience and get people to a place or, or a subgroup of people that are into that kind of thing that will, that, because I'm telling you those, those, the vision pro will sell like hotcakes. I know there's a lot of opinions on if it's going to do, it will do well, people will buy it. It will sell out. And then there's going to be a newer, you know, cheaper version in two or three years. That's going to look way cooler and will be more affordable and there'll be more things you can do with it. Yeah. But, uh, I think that being able to get people into the auditorium or into our lobby or even into our studio when I'm live with an augmented reality, you know, an AI camera yeah. or an AR camera, I think would be so cool. Uh, and we'll just enhance what it already exists. Yeah. I I'm with you. I, I, um, I think I'm really interested in the AR stuff and how that does. It. And that's what I was most fascinated with the vision pro goggles is that, you really were in that moment. It, how you described that, it was really great. The, the Apple wants you in the here and now, you know, they don't want to take you out of it, 
They want to immerse you in it. And I think that's what I saw in that. It's like, you got your computer screen here. You can watch a movie here. Listen, I don't think I'm going to be wearing goggles all the time. I think that'd be weird, but I think there's a, there's a space for it. Yeah, there absolutely is. And there's a space for, you know, the quest and the do digital church in that way. I just think that, I think we just have to, you know, go after all fronts, you know? So you know, and we may do a digital church with compass. We're probably going to do that eventually. Um, but I think I'm more, I'm more interested right now in just getting ahead of augmented reality. And I heard Jeff say there's a church here in Dallas that actually does is like messing around with that. So I'm looking forward to connecting with them, but I just think that I'm, I want people to feel like that they are here Mm -hmm. from their home, that they can be part of something bigger than themselves you know what i mean in their living room and sit and think oh, i'm connected in a new way yeah. and i think there's a huge win there i think when people can sit in their living rooms put on these things and and be in the auditorium or like right in front of the stage where drew's at and he can look at them and say hey i want to welcome this person joining us today we're so glad you're here i want to welcome this person we're so glad you're here and uh i think there's a lot of a lot of power to that to people that yeah. are having a life experience that makes it difficult for them to come to a physical location. 100%. Dude, this was an awesome conversation. I'm definitely going to have to have you back on to talk more. <laughs> and as, as technology continues to develop too, and see what you guys are doing and how you guys are using technology. Yeah. It, it is encouraging. Again, I've shared this with a number of people. Online ministers, I think are the most humble uh, encouraging, supportive ministers that I've ever been around. There's no egos there. There are people yeah. that really want to help people discover God and experience him and come to know him as their Lord and Savior. And that every conversation I have with an online minister is, is just exactly that. And you're, you're exactly that. So thank you. I think that I think where, where a lot of online pastors are right now is I think for many of them, they, um, if they came from a place where they didn't think that this is what they would be doing, I think that uh, it can be kind of difficult. You know, um, it was for me for a while where I was like, this is really like, is this really what I'm being called to right now? And I think just, if that's you, I just want to encourage you that yes, this is where the Lord is calling you and to be faithful, be faithful, work hard, pray a lot, and God's going to do amazing stuff through your online ministry. Yeah. And he's going to resource you. He's going to equip you. He's, you know, if you're struggling with your leadership right now, if your leadership is not on board with it because they want, they want people in seats in the auditorium and they're giving you a lot of pushback. And I just want to encourage you that um, it's going to be okay and it's going to work out and connect with me because I can help you through all of that stuff. Like I can, I can help you. Um, figure out how to make you know wins for your eldership and your leadership so that you can see the benefit of of online as can other online pastors like Jay and you know you know Jay Crand is an incredible incredible resource and um, has been very helpful for me he's the online pastor at Saddleback so yep just want to encourage you out there that um, God's working and I think that online really it's here to stay it's an important piece of the church and God's going to use it mightily. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you 100%. And since you said, get in touch with you, 
how would someone get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you and have questions or thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, you know, you can look up um, Brooks W. Talbot on Instagram, or my compass online. Uh, you can also email me um, Brooks Talbot at my com. So reach out. I'd love to, I'd love to help anybody that is feeling stuck or wants ideas, uh, feedback, all that, all that different stuff. So it's fun. You're not on Twitter. Uh, okay. So I am on Twitter. I just, Twitter is a, that place drives me crazy. So I actually took it off my phone. I had to take a sabbatical on Twitter because, uh, it just got real kind of a dark. I actually, okay. So, so uh, because of Apple, because of the Vision Pro, I downloaded it back on my phone. So it's it's back, but it was off my phone for like months and okay, months. Good. good. We can so, still be friends then because uh, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter's my jam. So there you it's go. great. It's great. I just was going to an unhealthy place with it. So. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you definitely can. So, well, Brooks, dude, it was awesome getting you on That's the awesome. podcast. I will definitely mm-hmm. have you back on the rotation to, to yeah. talk more online ministry. Uh, and many blessings to you, uh, what you guys are doing. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. And always an honor to talk about stuff God's doing. Okay. So I told him after we hit stop that I would have talked to him for way longer about online ministry. And we're going to talk about some things coming up. I've already talked about what we can talk about for next time he's on the podcast, but it was a fascinating conversation. I left encouraged. I was challenged and encouraged by what they're doing at Compass Church. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. How were you challenged? How were you encouraged? You can put it in the comments section below or you can hit me up on Twitter at TA Pounder. I would love to connect with you a little bit more and talk about online ministry and how we can be encouraging each other every single day. As Brooks said, online ministry is here to stay. What are you doing to invest in that online ministry? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So again, hit me up on Twitter or put it in the comments section below. All right, here's where that wraps it up for another episode of the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it. You can do it on YouTube. You can go to the Facebook groups and subscribe to it. You can also check it out on Apple and Google on Amazon. It's on all those podcasting platforms. I would love for you to check that out today. Subscribe to it. I've got a lot of great new episodes coming up, so I'd love for you to check that out. All right, here's where I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and until next time, have a great one.